I want to welcome back Sean Patel, who is the founder and CEO of Prep Expert. He's a Shark Tank entrepreneur making a deal with Mark Cuban back in 2016. And he's also a board certified dermatologist who received a perfect score on his SAT. Sean, welcome back. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back, John. So I just wanted to share with all your listeners real quick that we have an amazing partnership with the College Admissions Process Podcast, and we have a really special offer for all of your listeners. So for any listener who wants to enroll their student into one of our prep expert SAT courses, ACT courses, or one-on-one tutoring programs, you can get 30% off just for being a listener of the College Admissions Process Podcast. All you need to do is put in the promo code College Talk, one word, just College Talk, and that'll give you 30% off all Prep Expert SAT courses, ACT courses, or one on one tutoring packages. Make sure you use the link in the show notes of the College Admissions Process Podcast. Thank you, Sean. We really appreciate it. To our listeners, as an affiliate partner with Prep Expert, I want to be transparent with you that for every purchase made using our coupon code, which is College Talk, the College Admissions Process Podcast will receive a small commission from Prep Expert. But rest assured that we only promote programs that we believe in and feel would benefit our listeners. So whether you're preparing for the SAT, ACT, or need a one-on-one tutor, Prep Expert has the tools and expertise to help you. For more information, please see the Prep Expert affiliate partnership link in the show notes. And now let's get back to the show. Welcome to the CAP, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today Alexandra Landry, who's the Assistant Director of Admissions at the University of Tampa. Alexandra, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I'm good, John. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It is our pleasure. So, Alexandra, let's get right to it. Why don't you tell us What is it about the University of Tampa that makes it so appealing for so many students to want to apply and ultimately attend? I think first and foremost, the location is really hard to compete against. Uh, Being (laughs) right in downtown Tampa, Florida, we have a beautiful campus. We're close to the beaches. We've got some champion uh, teams right now, our sports teams. So just given our location, I would say that's probably the number one like draw to for our students. And then of course, the um, academic side of things, the athletics, the opportunities that our students have, the resources we have for our students. There's so much that students can get out of the University of Tampa. You could probably find it elsewhere, but where could you find that with palm trees and, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers (laughs) as well and Tom Brady? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So why don't you tell us, Alexandra, how many applications do you actually review a year And do you represent a specific region? Yes, definitely. So this year we had a record year. We actually, I got noticed this morning that we had almost 49,000 applications come into the University of Tampa this year, which is a record for us. Last year we only had 35,000. So definitely growing in popularity, which we're very proud about and very um, lucky to experience. I myself, um, I work with students from Long Island and the boroughs in New York, um, So I definitely have one of the really fun areas to work with. 
<laughs> for sure. And Alexandra, can you walk us through the process of how you evaluate so many applications? In other words, are there teams of people representing different regions? If so, how many applications is each group reviewing? These are questions that parents and students love to hear about. Absolutely. Yes. So we do have a team of probably about a dozen admissions counselors. Each one has their own territory, um, whether it be different states, different counties within Florida. Um, we all kind of break it up a little bit differently, um, especially compared to other colleges and universities. But we do each work with our own student population. I myself had about a little over 3,000 applications from my um, New York territory. Wow. Um, as far as the evaluation process goes, what's unique about Tampa is we actually have our own evaluation team. So something different to um, UT compared to other schools is our admissions counselors don't actually do the reading of the applications. We're not the ones making those decisions. We have an evaluation team who is actually sitting down and reading your applications, looking over your transcripts, um, and they're the ones who ultimately make the decisions um, along with the admissions um, committee team. So it's a kind of a team process. Of course, we are the middlemen. So if we need anything in the student's application, we will be the ones reaching out to you. We're also the ones who have the pleasure of getting to let you know that you are accepted. So it's very much a team process here at UT. Well, we appreciate that insight. And let's talk about the freshman class. Could you share with us what is their average profile? Absolutely. So this year we saw an average of an unweighted 3.5 for GPA, and then we are test optional. So last year our averages were about an 1180 for the SAT and a 24 for the ACT. This year, because we're borderline test blind, we did officially go test optional this year. Um, it's not the numbers. I don't have them um, per se, but um, it is also something that personally I'm no longer tracking. <laughs> <laughs> and do you use students' high school GPAs as indicated on their transcripts, or do you recalculate them using your own metrics? We do recalculate them um, using our own calculations just because we get transcripts from different high schools all over the country and even all over the world. So some schools do a 100-point scale. Some schools I've seen do a 5.0 scale. So we do recalculate everyone to be on the same 4.0 unweighted scale. Fantastic. And if a prospective student falls a little below the current freshman class's average, what are some of the things that they can do to enhance their overall application? We look for students who are involved in their community, who are leaders both inside the classroom, outside of the classroom, because here at UT, we also want our students to be leaders in their UT community and in the greater Tampa Bay community. So whether you are involved in sports, community service, if you have a job, anything that you are involved in both inside or outside of school, definitely highlight that on your application because that is just as important as your grades are. Understood. And Alexandra, early action, of course, is non-binding. And if you apply as such, the entire application for the University of Tampa is due by November 15th. Are there any benefits to applying early action, such as more scholarship opportunities? Definitely, especially because we've been growing so much in popularity the last couple of years. We, um, I personally have been telling my students, apply as early as you can. Most students are going to be applying for that November 15th deadline for early action. So that's when we're going to see the biggest wave. That's when it's going to be the most competitive. So if you can apply before then, that gives you a better chance. But of course, we understand that most colleges do have that early action deadline for November 15th. So just my little piece of advice is apply early if you can. But we understand that most schools and most students are going to do that November 15th deadline. And I know that the University of Tampa is test optional. However, if a student does not choose to submit their SAT or ACT scores with their application, how does that influence merit-based scholarships or financial aid? 
Good question. So like you said, we are test optional, borderline test blind even. So if a student does not submit their SAT or ACT score, it does not affect their application, their scholarship, anything at all. We, for example, just kind of just explain it. We do, um, we really only use the test score to place students into a math class, just for example. So a student's merit scholarship is truly only based on their unweighted GPA and course rigor. So if there's any honors classes, AP, IB, dual enrollment, that could potentially help boost their merit scholarship as well. But we truly, truly are test optional. It does not hurt a student to submit their test score, nor does it help them to submit their test score. Understood. And Alexandra, how important are students' courses in progress and grades in senior year? Um, definitely very important. Just as far as making sure students meet our admissions requirements, we may ask a student to submit their current schedule to see what they're enrolled in just so we can make sure that they do meet those requirements. Um, just for the record, our admissions requirements are four units of English, three units of math, three units of science, and two of them must be a lab three units of a social science and two units of a foreign language, as well as three academic electives. So as long as students meet those, then they've met our requirements. Um, if, for example, if we did ask to see their mid-year grades or anything like that, a current progress report, we would just want to make sure that they are on par, especially if they're going into a academic or a rigorous um, program of sorts. For example, if they want to go into nursing, we want to make sure they're doing well in their biology classes, their chemistry classes, things like that. Understood. And what are some examples of college essays that really stuck with you? In other words, when you read it, you said, this kid has to come to the University of Tampa. <laughs> That's such a fun question. Um, again, because I don't read um, applications myself, I don't often get to, I probably miss some of the really good ones, but <laughs> sometimes we have a good one that comes around the office. And so we'll share it amongst our um, colleagues. There was a couple this year, one of my students, um, he actually shared it with me because he wanted me to read it. Um, it was, he compared his life to being in a snow globe. And I just thought it was a really cool perspective. Um, he you know, said how everything was has always been so pretty and peaceful. But then he acknowledged that like, maybe he hasn't always had some hard times, like with a challenge comes along, and maybe shakes up the snow globe, there might be a little disruption. But for the most part, he kind of acknowledged and was aware of his own privilege. And so that kind of stuck out to me showed his maturity. So that was something that it's really stuck with me, you know, all this time later. Um, one other essay that was just really fun for our team to read, this student wrote about how she hated ranch dressing had no real meaning other than she just wanted to be unique and different. And I think that was fantastic. She just needed French dressing. That's terrific. Thank you so much for sharing those great examples. And Alexandra, a student's activity sheet, of course, is another piece of their application. What are the kinds of things that admissions representatives are looking for to help students enhance their overall application? Again, any leadership or community service, um, those always stand out to us. And then anything that they can kind of do to brag about themselves. Your application is your time to brag about yourself, anything that you're involved in. Um, and then one other thing that you know can really help a student's application I just thought of is their recommendation letters. Find someone who can speak to your leadership, your work ethic, um, the different ways that you get involved in your community. So whether that be a teacher, a coach, a guidance counselor, an employer, anyone who's a mentor, they, you know, they also want to brag about you. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And should a student apply declaring a major, what would be some benefits or negatives of doing so? 
The University of Tampa, for most of our majors, we actually are direct admit for all of them except for nursing, education. Those do require a second application during their sophomore year. And then our performance-based majors do require an audition or perhaps a portfolio. So musical theater, dance, music, and then some of our art programs do require that um, extra step in the application process. As far as declaring a major when you apply, I wouldn't say there's neither a benefit nor a drawback, um, specifically nursing, because that is the most competitive program. It is important to declare that early on just so you can take the prerequisites and you'll be on track. But otherwise, um, I think I always tell my students, if you know what you want to study, write that down, because if you think going undecided or picking with a, you know, a less popular major would help your chances, not necessarily, just because we do look at so many different parts of the application. Hey, podcast friends, are you or someone you know in need of some custom college gear? Prep Sportswear carries a wide variety of college fan gear and apparel, including T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, and so much more. So whether you're getting ready to go to the game, hanging out on campus, organizing a college bed decorating party, or you're simply looking to build upon your college gear, Prep Sportswear has you covered. Check out our Prep Sportswear affiliate partnership link in the show notes for all the details. As an affiliate partner with Prep Sportswear, the podcast does receive a small commission if you make a purchase. But rest assured that we would only promote products that we believe in and feel that would benefit our listeners. And now, back to the show. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that insight. And what about students aspiring to play sports in college? What advice do you have for prospective student athletes in terms of making their intentions to play known? Connecting with the coaching staff, that's going to be the most important part of that. Um, they do handle the recruitment process as well as athletic scholarships. So while the um, recruitment process and the admissions process, they work alongside each other, they are separate. So sometimes coaches can help out, but you know there is a separate process that these athletes need to go through. Well, we appreciate that. And what about a student that may have had an IEP or a 504 in high school? Once they're on campus at the University of Tampa, what resources do you offer to help them continue with their success? Absolutely. We have an incredible academic success um, center here at the university. Within there, there is advising available to students. So if they need help picking some classes um, or figuring out what they're going to do for their next semester, internship opportunities. We also have a speaking center, a writing center. We have a tutoring center, which is free for all of our students. Um, if students need extra um, testing accommodations, we have all of that available. So while we do not, um, and I often am asked this by uh, families, if students have an IEP or a 504 plan, um, unfortunately, we don't accept those at the college level, but we have everything, all of those resources available to students for whatever they may need. So it's, it's called something different at the college level, but we still have all of those resources and accommodations. Understood. And we appreciate, of course, you explaining all of the different programs that you have for our students with IEPs or 504s. Thank you so much, Alexandra. And to wrap up, lastly, what are the top three pieces of advice you would give a student and their parents who are getting ready for the college admissions process? Oh, that's such a good question. I wish everyone would ask that. <laughs> First and <laughs> foremost, I think that visiting the schools that you are, one, applying to, but once you get accepted, make it a point to try and go visit that school if possible. If you can't come all the way down to Florida or maybe some of those other schools that are far away, 
a lot of us are now offering virtual um, inf information sessions, virtual tours, whether it be recorded or some some other form of virtual. But that's definitely something, you know, based in the last couple of years, we've been able to explore and definitely have um, a lot of those options. Another really important thing is keep in touch with your admissions counselor. At least here at Tampa, um, we, like I said, we don't review your application, so we're not the ones making your final decision, but we do help you along the process. We are here from the day that you submit your application until the day that you move on to campus. So we will get to know each other pretty well. So if you have any questions, that's what we're here for. We are here to help you through that entire process. And then my last piece of advice for the parents is to let your students own this process. This is their process. I know it's going to be a little overwhelming, especially if it's the first student in your family going away to college, but try to let them, you know, t spread their wings and do it on their own. Of course, you're going to be there to catch them if they fall, but that's what we are here for as well. So it's very much a family, um, you know, next chapter, but I really love when I see my students taking the initiative and reaching out to me and, you know, kind of, like I said, making this their own process. Well, Alexandra, thank you so much. It was so great having you here. We really appreciate you giving of your time and sharing your expertise. This is an excellent episode that I know will help a lot of students and their parents. I hope to have you on the show again. Thank you so much. Thank you, John. I really appreciate it. I hope to see you soon in New York. <laughs> It'll be my pleasure. Thanks again. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap.